Welcome to Gina Luker Live, the podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, 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 if you're watching on replay later, thanks for hanging out. If you are watching on YouTube, um, thanks for hanging out over there. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Gina Luker Live. Um, if you share this video, I greatly appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to put the things on all the places and, you know, make it, make it do what it do. So good morning, good morning, good morning. If, um, you're new around here, welcome. We love new people. We love making new friends. And, um, you can join our community of like 3,600, I think. Amazing, um, business-minded bloggers at ginalucre.com slash community. Before I go too far, I need to introduce myself. I'm Gina Luker, and I blog at theshabbycreekcottage.com, where I share creative ways to eat, make, and decorate, and ginalucre.com, where I am a cheerleader for kick-ass business-minded bloggers like you. And we get together Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Time to talk about blogging over breakfast. So, today is going to start the three-day affiliate accelerator challenge. It was supposed to be five days, but... We're going to condense it into three. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had setbacks this week. Whatever. Um, I do want to pretty much get straight into it this morning because I have a lot to talk about. I have to catch up a lot. Um, today is all about the do's and the don'ts of affiliate marketing. So if you have questions about today's live, then you can ask them and I'll get to them either in the middle of or at the end. If you have questions on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment there as well. Um, and so, today I want to start with the do's, and I have my little list so I don't get too far off track. Um, so, the do's and don'ts of affiliate marketing. Number one, do disclose your needs, no matter where you're sharing them at. If you're sharing them on Pinterest or Twitter or Instagram, or YouTube, or Facebook, or your blog, your email, wherever it is, you have to have your disclosure before or in the near vicinity of your link. So if you're doing it on social media, for instance, you could put the link and then immediately after it say affiliate link or sponsored link or ad, you have to put something so that people know, hey, if you buy this, I'm going to make a little money. Um, I pretty much, depending on where it is, sometimes I'll be a little more long-winded and say, you know, um, this is a, an, like, I love sharing things that I adore and I hope you love them too. Um, I may make a little money um, from any purchases with no additional cost to you. So if you disclose and you just tell your people, first of all, if you're being honest, they usually appreciate it. If you tell them up front, hey, I'm going to make a little bit of money. Everybody understands making money. It's like what we do as humans. We, you know, trade our time for, you know, financial gain, whether you're going to a regular job or, you know, you're working on the internet, whatever it is. Everybody understands that, hey, if I can get a little kickback, that you can get something you love, like it's a win-win. Um, you know, telling people up front that it's an affiliate link, it really does build that trust because it doesn't feel like you're being, you know, shady. But also, it's like a legal requirement, so make sure you're disclosing properly. So the second thing you need to do is to use a no-follow link. 
I described this in detail in um, a previous video a couple of days ago, but I'm going to go through it one time real fast. There's a plugin on WordPress you can use called Ultimate No Follow, and No Follow is one word, by the way. Um, and when you go to insert a link in the settings, you can like click open in a new tab. That plugin will create a little box below that, and you can click it and said, say make a no follow link. When you do that, it tells Google, hey, I'm making some money from this, and don't give it any of my Google juice, because, you know, links in and out to your site, they create authority with Google, and you don't want to give, you know, anthropology that Google juice. Google doesn't want you to be paid for those links, whether that's a sponsor post or if it's an affiliate link, anything other than your own shop. If it's your shop... You can have a follow link. If it's not your shop, it has to be a no follow link. So make sure you use no follow links. No follow. No follow, no follow. Got it? All right. So the next do that you should do <laughs> is share things that you love. You, like, everybody loves to know the source of things and you probably get this a lot you you post a picture of yourself people will be like where did you get those shoes and if you post a picture of your house they'll ask where's your couch from people want to know where to buy the things so make sure that you're sharing things that you love um whether that's a service like i love me some convert kit and i promote convert kit i use convert kit i believe in convert kit I can say that word 58 million times because I stand behind it and I believe in it. And it's something that I actually use multiple times a day some days. So you need to make sure that whatever it is that you're promoting, it's something you love. Um, it can even be kind of controversial. I promote Bluehost. Um, and some people are like, I don't like Bluehost. I promote Bluehost because it's super easy to set up your site on Bluehost. You can do it in just a few minutes. Um, but if you're going to be in this long term, I would say after a few months, once you've got your feet wet, you've got a little bit of content, then you can migrate to another server if you choose to, um, another host. Um, but for the most part, I think it's the statistics say like 95% of bloggers won't be blogging after six months um and so that five percent i totally say move but if you're gonna start and you're gonna be serious by six months you should be making enough money to afford that more expensive hosting fee but if you're not like if it's just a hobby blog you probably will never have problems so if you have a reason like if you're trying to get to a million hits a month i totally suggest moving to orange geek ridiculously suggest moving to Orange Geek. But that's not a one-size-fits-all scenario because even their smallest package, I think, is like $29 a month where you can sign up on Bluehost for less than $50 a year. So, you know, know your apples-to-apples -apples scenarios. And if you are sharing things that you believe in and you have a reason why you believe in them and you can explain why you believe in them, like I just did with the two hosts that I promote, um... You know, people will believe in them if you, like, build the trust. Does that make sense? So, make sure that you're sharing things you love, whether it's a course or if it's a 
shirt or if it's, you know, a cushion that you bought for a couch. Whatever it is, promote the things that you love. The fourth do is do your research. And this is kind of a, a multi-layered thing. So let's start first with do your research on your audience. You need to make sure that you're doing your research. You can look it up. You can look in your Facebook ad manager and look at your audience and see what kind of pages do they like. What kind of lifestyle do they have? What kind of income bracket are they in? Like you can look in your Facebook ads manager and look at a bazillion different things. But most importantly, pay attention to the pages that they like. Many, many, many times it will contain a lot of retailers, whether that's Target or, you know, my people like Antique Farmhouse and Decor Steals and Wayfair and my people like Home Decor. And so I know that if I create links to those sites, they're shopping there anyway. They like that site anyway. So they've already built that trust, which makes it even easier to convert them into buyers on that site if I'm promoting, let's say, a coffee table that I love or I'm promoting a deal of the day that I love. I'll be able to see what they want and find things that they'll love. Just makes sense, right? You can also do this a little bit in your Google Analytics. You can look... Um, and see like what they're into. Um, I was really shocked a few weeks ago to find out that my people are into like celebrity gossip. I would have never figured that out. But even though I know that, like I don't know how to work in celebrity gossip into my blog. And so that's just a piece of information that I have. And I'm like, hmm, like you might could do like a link to Reese Witherspoon's room or something like that. But other than that, like it's not going to work for me specifically. It might work for you though. But even in your Google Analytics, you can see what those people are into and what their interests are. And it will help you to determine what they want in life. The other side of the research thing is using a keyword tool. I like KW Finder. Affiliate link is GinaLucre.com slash KWFinder, by the way. And um, what it does is if you do a little research, you'll find that there are what we call some low-hanging fruit. It's where it's a term that a lot of people may not really look for, but or they may look for it, but there's not a lot of people that have written on that topic. So a good example is... I, sometimes I just peruse keyword finder, keyword finder, KW finder. Sometimes I just peruse and I just type in stuff and see what sticks. And um, back a few months ago, I noticed um, I had an old, old bedding post. So it doesn't even have to be a new post, by the way. I had a really super old bedding post. All the bedding was outdated. And um, when we were doing a site cleanup last summer, Lauren said, my daughter, Lauren, she said, Mom, you should really redo this post. And I was like, okay, no problem. So I looked at the keyword, and farmhouse bedding had a really high search volume, but virtually no competition. So I wrote a post about it, and I didn't think about it until I started selling bedding. And then I was like, oh, that post is doing really well. That's awesome. So then I was on KW Founder again the other day, and I realized that that post is on the first page of Google now. 
because I wrote great SEO for it. I did my research with KW Finder. I knew that my people were into farmhouse anything. So the combination of those two, I'm still betting almost every single day now. And when you're selling that much, it starts to add up very quickly. So do your research. It was the combination of knowing what my people wanted plus having a great keyword where there was a high search volume. I'm talking as high as like 80,000 or something like that. And make it to the first page of Google with some super great SEO. Like that's the magic bullet to make it really, really, really work well. So do your research. That's the last do. So let's move on to the don'ts, shall we? The first don't, swap out my post-it. My first don't is be spammy. I love me some affiliate links. I really do. I use them quite, like, not constantly, but I use them consistently. So, don't make everything about an affiliate link, though. Like, you just can't make everything about an affiliate link. Because then you look like a spammer. You look like all you're doing is trying to profit from your audience. And profiting from your audience is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. But you have to make it about them as well. Like, just throwing up link after link or sending out email after email every other day, trying to sell something, anything, whatever, it gets really old. How many people, think about this, how many people have you unfollowed or unsubscribed from their email or, you know, whatever, unfollow anywhere on social media, um... How many people have you quit paying attention to because you were tired of being blasted by emails or you were tired of being blasted constantly by affiliate links? Like almost everything was an affiliate link. Almost every single thing was a a money grab, basically. You need other content. Don't just post affiliate links. Don't just do like to know it. Don't just... You know, whatever it is. Send out meaningful com- content in between. Um, ask and ask. Give and give and give and then ask. That's the, the kind of the point of it all, right? Okay. The second thing is don't promote things just for a paycheck. So if there's a product you don't really know or you don't really believe in, you don't have anything of value to say about that product. If it's something pretty and you're like, oh my gosh, this aqua pair of roller skates is amazing and I really want them for my birthday. Okay, that's one thing. But don't say, you know, I signed up for Blue Apron and it was so amazing and it was life-changing and the food was so good. And I don't know, I've never used Blue Apron. Like, I can't try to convince you to sign up for something that I don't... I've never used, like, I don't have an authentic review of it. And so, don't, don't promote things just for a paycheck. You know, um, there's some things that pay really, really, really well. I have some affiliate links that pay incredibly well. But if I don't have any true feelings about them, it's going to be really difficult for me to promote that to my audience. You have to know, you have to be, um, you have to be honest and you have to be authentic. And if you're, I've said that like three times already today, but that's because that's the key to really, really great affiliate marketing is it needs to be true and it needs to be honest and it needs to be like 
you really have to be able to stand behind whatever it is that you're promoting. Okay? Um, <clears throat> the next thing is don't go too far off topic. So, after you've done your research for, you know, your analytics, pay attention. Even though I know that because of Google Analytics that there's a portion of my audience that is all about some gossip, some Hollywood gossip, I don't, I'm not going to use that information because it's way too far off the subject for me. It is not a creative way to eat, make, or decorate. If, it's, if it does, can't fall in one of those three, even if it is make memories, because that's my thing. Like, um, when I do travel, it's all about making memories. So, if I can't find a, a spin on it, a creative way to eat, make, or decorate, then I'm not going to write about it. Like, I'm not going to write about... Um, I don't even know. Like, I don't even... I'm not going to write about... You know, Jeffree Star's new makeup line or anything along those lines. Because it's not going to suit my audience. It's not going to suit my message. It doesn't work with my brand. Um, and you need to know that. Like, don't go too far off of topic. Even if analytics are like, oh, there's a lot of people who like some Jeffree Star makeup. I'm still not going to go for it because it doesn't, it doesn't fit my brand. Got it? So, the last one I want to talk about is... Don't think your audience doesn't have money. Don't think your audience doesn't buy anything. I thought this for a very, very long time. Don't think that they can't afford whatever it is that you, you want to share and that you love. Maybe not everybody does. But there will be somebody who will and somebody who will get it and somebody who will make that their splurge. You find the money for the things in life that you really want and you really need. I don't care who you are. If, you know, if you don't believe that, look at the people with cell phones with, like, the iPhone X or whatever, and you're like, how in the crap did they afford that? Like, it's none of your business um, how they afforded that. But the, the moral of the story is people will find a way to get whatever it is in life that they want. I'm not saying promote things all the time, but I am saying that we are a consumer-driven society. Point blank, the end. There are, like, massive, massive malls um, attached, like, to hotels because people go on shopping vacations. <clears throat> Disney World has built an entire huge, massive, higher-end shopping center called Disney Springs, if you don't know what that is. And they built it because they know that people are shoppers and people are going to shop and that there's a market for that. I would... It's sometimes busier at Disney Springs than it is at the freaking park. No joke. It is, like, flooded. You would think people wouldn't spend time at the mall, like, if they're... You know, if you're paying that money for those Disney tickets, you're not going to spend your money shopping. You would be so wrong because we're a consumer-driven society. So between clothes and home decor and, you know, just life, just life, um, people have money and they're willing to spend it. They're spending it anyway. They're on Amazon anyway. They're on Target anyway. They're on whatever it is anyway. 
they're already there. They're already buying from them. They've already, that brand has already done the, the deal. They've already done the work to build the trust. You just have to get them back over there. That's the only thing. You just have to get them back over there. So, don't think your people don't have money. Because they do. They have money. If they're reading your blog or watching you on Facebook, they have money. They just do. Simple as that. So, out of the questions, I'm going to go back and answer them. If you have a question, leave them below. Um, and I will get back to them. So... The first one is from Jessica. How do you keep track of all of your affiliate links and income? Um, we keep up with it because we use a very limited amount of um, places for it. We use about Amazon and Share Sale and Reward Style and Big Link. And then there's a few odd ones. And I basically each month go and I look at each one and see how much I made this month, which I have to do next week. Fun times. But I just go through and I see how much I made from each one um, in the portals. And, like, I don't keep up with it on a daily basis. I'll look at Reward Style, um, the app, and see, oh, this did really well today, or, ooh, that did great today. Um, but as far as just every day tracking it, I don't really do that. I do it about once a month. Um, Lori said, do you ever write about a product you don't like or better left unsaid? I've only written one negative review in over a decade of blogging. So I'm looking that way because I'm looking at my swimming pool, which was the only negative review. The pool itself is awesome. Awesome. But the company I bought it from is the largest retailer in the country and they freaking sucked. No joke. Don't buy a pool from Family Leisure. Just going to put that out there for you. They were horrible to deal with. They were difficult. They kept screwing up and kept screwing up and kept screwing up. And they um, they had a malfunction in the part, yet they kept blaming me because I wasn't checking my chemicals closely enough. My chemicals were spot on. It was their system that was screwed up. But they kept blaming me for it. And, like, it was just a nightmare. I struggled with the swimming pool. If, if you paid attention last spring and summer, you would know this. struggled with that swimming pool for almost six months before I finally figured out what was wrong with it. And it wasn't me. So I wrote a blog post about, like, why we bought an above-ground pool and what I would do differently. And I wasn't really harsh on them, but I made it perfectly clear that this system that we bought, um, called a perma-salt system... Because they told me it was for a saltwater pool, which it was not. Um, it was a bold lot. That was the part that was messed up on my pool, by the way. Um, there was no reviews online. I actually did my keyword research before I wrote this. Um, there were no reviews online of this system anywhere. And so I wrote a review, and I talked about the permasalt system. And I haven't checked lately, but I know that tra that gets some traffic. And one of the keywords that um, people land on on my blog is the permasalt system. So, you know, sometimes bad reviews are not a bad thing. I'm not going to make any money from that review. Like, I'm just not. But um, it's also good, I think, if you're honest. And, like, I wasn't mean about it. I was just like, just 
my friends don't do this. Don't buy from them. Like, find a little local mom and pop shop that have been in business for 40 years and do business with them because if they've been around that long, they're going to take way better care of you, which is what I should have done. But I didn't. And so when you do that, you're being honest and helping your audience to not go through that struggle as well as you're building trust because if if all you ever write are beautiful, glowing, happy, you know, freaking Mary Poppins reviews, it's going to start to be like, hmm, really? Really? Never, everything is never perfect. So um, it's not a bad thing. Just do it tactfully. That's the only thing I would say. Okay. Um, Jessica said, yeah, you thought that for years about the, the people don't have the money. People have money. They'll buy if it's something that they want. But you have to pair the things that they want with the things that you want to promote. I hope that made sense. Um, good morning, Pamela. Good morning to you, too. Thank you. Um, Lori said, what about photos? That's what keeps me from posting most. Is it okay to use the company you're promoting or should take all your own? So, depending, you need to read your terms of use, but most companies will gladly let you use their photos if you're trying to sell their stuff. Um, we use, you know, look at your terms of use from each one. Amazon has a weird way of doing it if it's a third-party seller. Like, if it's not sold by Amazon itself, then you need to get permission or not use that photo or take your own photo. But you definitely need to... Um, be careful of that. Like most large retailers, they will gladly let you use their photos if you're trying to promote their stuff. Um, Chandra said, I feel awkward introducing affiliate links to my audience, even when it is something in love that aligns with my brand. I still struggle. Any tips? Um, ask yourself, wait, let, let, me, let me ask you directly, Chandra. I promote Bluehost, I promote ConvertKit, I promote KW Finder. Does it make you feel weird or does it make you trust me less whenever I tell you, hey, those are all affiliate links? If you go to this link, it's an affiliate link. Does that make you feel weird? Like, does it make it, does it discredit the link in any way? Does it discredit what I have to say about the product in any way? Um, the same thing is if, you know, your favorite fashion blogger. Um, if, so you just answered your own question. So if your favorite fashion blogger says, hey, see this pretty sweater? I got it at Torrid. Like, if they, if you, if you tell them it's an affiliate link, they don't mind. They don't mind. I promise you they don't mind. I, I have had a few complaints in my day. Okay, more than a few. But I've never had a complaint people saying, why did you have to use an affiliate link? They're like, Oh, I can buy what I want and not pay more, and you can make some money. High five, you go, girl. Like, people don't mind that you make money from the links. You just have to disclose it. Like, I don't mind. Actually, if I'm like, hey, I'm going to buy a $5,000 camera from Amazon to somebody have an affiliate link, then somebody's going to be real happy because they're going to make several hundred dollars off of me that day. So, it's if you tell people... Like, what it is. This day and age with so much social media and so many influencers out there, people know what affiliate links are. Pamela is hanging out with us. And Pamela has been a long time. I think she's still here. 
She's been a long-time reader of Shady Creek, and I love her. She's one of my favorite followers. Like, she's, her little cheerful yellow flower pops up, and it just makes me happy. So, Pamela, let me, let me ask you, um, does it bother you when I share an affiliate link? Um, if I tell you, hey, you know, you can find this in my Amazon shop. Like, does it bother you that it's an affiliate link? If it does, I'm like I'm wrong, and I would love to know it. But um, yeah, uh, okay. So Shandra said maybe I need to be more conversational when sharing affiliate links. Yeah, absolutely. That was that. Don't be spammy thing. Like make sure it's a conversation, and make sure it's honest, and make sure it's like, hey girl, I bought this amazing pillow. You want a link to it? Because you totally need this pillow. Like don't be too spammy, but at the same time, you know. Um, if I, let me turn a little bit because of the sun. Um, you know, I sell Chalk Couture and I love Chalk Couture. It's not affiliate link, um, cause I'm an independent designer, but, um, I love Chalk Couture. I show how to use it and yeah, I, I, I make money from it, but my audience that likes Chalk Couture, they don't mind and they buy and they're happy to buy. Like, People are happy to support the people that they admire and the people that they follow and the people that they love. Like, we're happy to support those people. So don't feel bad. Just said the first time I posted a link, I had a woman email me and said that she'd been waiting for me to have links to buy from me. That's pretty awesome. Like, it's, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't feel bad. Be conversational. Don't be like, bah, bah, bah. But, but do say, oh my gosh, I found this on the four stills today, and it is so gorgeous. I've even ordered things and opened them before and sold a ton that way. Like an unboxing on Facebook Live, those do extremely well. And so you need to make sure. So see, Pamela said, not at all. I appreciate the info on where to get the item. See, there you go. And at this day and age, I think most people who follow influencers, who follow bloggers or whatever... Um, Instagrammers, Facebook people, whatever it is, they understand that it's a business and they understand that you're in it to make money at this point. Like, it's not all about the money. It's not all about the money at all. But you got to have money to make that run. Like, no sensible person is going to spend six hours a day creating an amazing Instagram feed and not make money from it. If they're doing that, like, they don't need the money. But it's, it's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. So, all right, that's all I got for today. If you have more questions, you can leave them below. If you're watching on YouTube later and you have questions, you can leave them there and I will answer them there as well. Remember, you can join my community at ginalucru.com slash community and I will see you guys in the morning because we're going to talk more about affiliate links and like how to get them out there into the, you know, internet universe thing. Bye, guys.